When I am old and comforted and done with this desire, with memory to share my bed and peace to share my fire. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's dreamer was one of the sharpest wits of the 20th century, not to mention a renowned writer, poet, screenwriter, and critic. She was also a founding member of the second most famous roundtable in history. Let's talk about Dorothy Parker. But oh, I wish those blessed years were further than they be. Dorothy was born in Long Beach, New Jersey in 1893 at her parents' summer beach cottage and grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Though relatively privileged, she had a difficult childhood. Dorothy's mother passed away when Dorothy was four, and one of her uncles died on the Titanic. Her father, who Dorothy accused of physical abuse, remarried soon after Dorothy's mother died. Dorothy had a terrible relationship with her stepmother, who she exclusively referred to as the housekeeper. Dorothy's father died when she was 20, and Dorothy then earned a living by working as a piano player at a dance hall while writing poetry in her free time. She sold her first poem to Vanity Fair in 1914. Soon after, she joined the editorial staff at Vogue magazine before transferring over to Vanity Fair as a drama critic. But that job didn't last. Dorothy was fired in 1920 because her reviews were considered too acerbic. She decided she wanted more writing freedom, so Dorothy started freelancing. In 1926, she published her first book of witty verse called Enough Rope. It was a bestseller, and she followed it up with two more hit volumes. She also wrote many of her most famous short stories during that period, including her best-known story, Big Blonde, for which she won the 1927 O. Henry Award. That same year, Dorothy made her way back into the magazine world as the new book reviewer for The New Yorker. Dorothy spent nearly the rest of her career working as either a staff writer or contributor for the famed magazine. Her book reviews were so beloved that in 1970, they were published together in a collection called Constant Reader. In the early 1920s, Dorothy also secured a different kind of legacy. She made a name for herself as one of the founders of the legendary Algonquin Roundtable. The roundtable started out as simple lunch outings with two of Dorothy's friends and colleagues, Robert Benchley and Robert E. Sherwood, and morphed into an informal club for the most brilliant intellectuals and conversationalists in New York City, held daily at the Algonquin Hotel in Manhattan. It was there that Dorothy established her reputation for her quick wit. She was depicted in pop culture as the epitome of a liberated woman of the 1920s. In 1934, Dorothy married a man named Alan Campbell, an aspiring actor and screenwriter. Soon after, the two moved to Hollywood and signed short contracts with Paramount Pictures. They were quite successful out there, working on more than 15 films. Dorothy and Alan, along with Robert Carson, wrote the script for the original 1937 film A Star is Born, for which they received an Oscar nomination. Dorothy received a second Oscar nomination for her screenplay of the 1947 Susan Hayward film, Smash Up, The Story of a Woman. In the 1930s and 1940s, Dorothy became increasingly active in left-wing politics, especially as a vocal advocate of civil rights and civil liberties. In 1936, 
she helped found the Hollywood Anti-Nazi League. Although unbeknownst to her at the time, it was actually a Communist Party front organization. A year later, she reported on the Spanish Civil War for the communist magazine The New Masses and became increasingly involved in a wide variety of left-wing organizations and causes. Unfortunately for Dorothy, the FBI took notice of her relationship with the Communist Party. They compiled a 1,000-page dossier on her at a time when Senator Joseph McCarthy was starting to raise alarms about a supposed communist infiltration of Hollywood. As a result, Hollywood executives put Dorothy on the infamous Hollywood blacklist, and she was no longer able to find work in the industry. At that point, Dorothy's drinking started getting worse. From 1957 to 1962, she wrote book reviews for Esquire magazine, but her writing became more and more erratic. Dorothy spent her last years living in a residential hotel in New York City and occasionally participated in radio programs like Author, Author, where she was a regular panelist. She also collaborated on two plays. Dorothy died of a heart attack in 1967 at age 73. For her own epitaph, Dorothy Parker suggested the line, Excuse my dust. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another incredible dreamer. We're traveling back in time and around the world to discuss China's greatest woman poet. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Casper. Casper's mattresses and other products allow dreamers to turn today's ideas into tomorrow's reality. Special thanks to the one and only Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and the brain behind this amazing collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow.